You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Actually, it's the it's the lead play in our in our offense. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to Packers Total Access Chalk Talk Edition. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. We're going to dive into the Detroit Lions game, but more specifically, what we wanted to do was highlight how the Packers went down 24-3. I think we would all agree that was kind of the deciding factor of the game. I know the, the Packers started to push back a little bit in the second half, but uh, just uh, too much of a deficit to overcome, and, and it just seemed like it was a blink of an eye when, when we were watching that game live as to, you know, how they they went down so quick, right? And, uh, you know, what we want Chalk Talk to be, like I've said in the past, we can key in on the worst plays, we can key in on the best plays and just show a highlight reel and explain what those plays are, or we can really get down to, to the nitty-gritty and, and determine, okay, why did the game end up the way it ended up, right? And um, it's, it's about understanding what happened and understanding why it happened, right? And really that was the key to the Detroit Lions uh, game there and, and the Packers losing to the Lions in that tough matchup there at Lambeau Field. So we're going live here on Sunday. Obviously, we still got a ton of NFL football going on. I wanted to hammer this out so you guys would have it on podcast form uh, for your Monday workday. So that's why we're doing it right now. I don't expect a crowd in here. Of course, last time I said that, hop back in and we had the chat full. So uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully we can get this done in a timely manner. Let's just jump right into it. I'm going to go ahead and share the screen. And here we go with the tape. So let's just kind of walk through, like I said, the uh, the opening plays there in the first quarter and explain exactly what happened because, you know, the defense started off strong. Uh, that's something that a lot of people don't uh, didn't realize, didn't understand. You know, I, I know it was by the third quarter, everybody was ticked off at Joe Barry. But when you talk about the position the defense was put in, and, and here's the thing too, 
Joe Barry, you know, he shoulders some of the blame as well from that game. Now, there was a lot on the players. Uh, we've talked about that. You know, I know there's been multiple people that's done uh, chalk talks, if you will, or, uh, you know, breaking down the tape, whatever you want to call it, when it comes to this game specifically. And, um, you know, everybody kind of has a little bit different view on how everything happened. Um, I think everyone would agree there's enough blame to go around. That's that's for sure. But United Bates, hey, man, we see you in the chat. Appreciate you dropping by, buddy. So here we go. First quarter, very first play of the game. Um, Detroit's got possession, first and 10, 15, uh, 15 minutes left, obviously, in the first. Uh, we come out in a 34-jam run stuff. Um, I didn't, you know, really go into great detail about the play. I just wanted to point out that we were in a 34 jam, right, with the nose tackle directly over the center. You've got uh, basically a five-man front making it a jam. So essentially what you've got here is five men on the line of scrimmage, seven in the box, partially an eighth with uh, Rasul Douglas, but he's playing that tight formation. I definitely wouldn't count it. So we'll say seven in the box. I know many people were saying – you know, Joe Barry needs to load the box more to stop the run. I don't feel like that's the issue. Now, there was a time within the goal line, and I don't think we'll get to the play. We may, if we do, we'll point it out that he did have two down defensive linemen because they were in a nickel set. I didn't have so much a problem with the personnel that we brought out in that situation as I did how the linebackers and even Darnell Savage were just playing so, so soft, so patty cake in the middle in a goal line situation. It made no sense to me. Um, and again, I don't think that's Joe Barry saying, "Hey guys, don't let them, don't let them run out of the back of the end zone." <laughs> I don't think that was the case. I think that the the defenders, you know, chose where to line up. They were expecting a certain look and didn't get it. Uh, now, if Joe Barry did tell them, "Hey Quay, line up two yards in the uh, in the end zone," then yes, that's on Joe Barry. I just have a hard time believing in the goal goal line situation. That was the game plan. Let's roll the tape here. This first down play, you can see. Kenny does a great job taking the cutback lane away. You'll see Quay get stiff-armed here. Um, not a good look for Quay, but Preston Smith sets the edge perfectly. Rasul comes in, helps clean it up, and then Quay there on the backside as well. Beautiful run stop, so immediately show up, stopping the run um, on first down. Now, second and 10, 14-29 left. We come out in a nickel two four five zone match. Okay, how do we know it's a zone match? You'll notice this receiver here for the Lions is going in motion. Okay, as he goes in motion, you'll notice no one follows him. Okay, now you'll see him kind of shift, and that's how you can tell it's zone, right? No one's following him across the formation. So this right here, like I said, nickel two four five zone match, going to be a little play fake. Look at the immediate pressure by Devontae Wyatt. Beautiful job getting in the backfield. Of course, Jared Goff gets it off. Russell Douglas plays a great quarter, quarter half it looks like. And Russell Douglas with the tackle, Quay was right there as well. Setting the tone early, the defense came out. Looking really, really good. Now you've got uh, the next play is a third and 11, okay? 1348 left in the first quarter. Again, this is the opening drive. We're going to walk through these in order. We come out in a nickel two four five cover three spot drop on ball scrape. Let's talk about what that means. Nickel two four five. there's your two down linemen, right? You've got four linebackers, which is one, two, three. And where is the fourth? Where is the fourth? That's right. It's not a nickel two four five. It's actually they're playing big nickel here. Remember we talked about on the post game. No, actually they're not. There they are. Okay, I thought we I thought we might have had one slip through there. There is your your other linebacker up top. So they're showing kind of an odd front here, which is really cool. So you basically got one defensive lineman playing what's probably considered a seven tech, maybe a five, but to me it looks like a seven from the TV copy. You got Kenny playing nose zero tech right up over the center. 
right? And then on this side over here, you've got Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith on the same side of the ball, okay? And that's the tight end. That's the strong side. They like to put Preston sometimes when they show kind of these tight formations. They like to put Preston uh, on the tight end side of the field to kind of help set the edge in a run situation. But in this case, they do have the running back flexed out, so it's an empty look. Again, we're in a nickel 2-4-5. We're going to be playing Cover three, spot drop, on ball, scrape. Now, you guys have heard me talk about scrape before, okay? A scrape technique is when you've got a stand-up stack linebacker, right? And essentially what happens is the defensive lineman on that end, the end will kind of jam in almost like an ET stunt, and the linebacker will scrape off of his spot and kind of fill his void he leads behind, right? Well, what I mean by on ball scrape is you've got Quay Walker actually on the line of scrimmage here. So you're given a one, two, three, four, five-man front, right? And what's going to essentially happen is it's going to be a five-man rush, okay? So now you're going to have cover three spot drop. You guys heard us talk about the difference between zone match and spot drop. Spot drop is you're covering an area on the field. With zone match, it's if and then. If the player, like in this case, if they were in zone match, the corner at the top of the screen may be on the one. If the one crosses the seven yards uh, thresh mark, then it now becomes man coverage, right? And in this case, with the nickel back here, I believe that's Keyshawn. If the number two wide receiver on that side of the field, if he was to run a flat route, if and then, if he runs a flat route, Keyshawn breaks on the flat, and that becomes man coverage on the outside, like I said, for the guy covering the number one. But in spot drop, in this situation here, you're just covering a zone, right? So you've got one, two, three, four, five on the line of scrimmage, right? Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You've got a deep safety down the middle of the field. And essentially what this is going to turn into is cover three spot drop. Cover three deep right here. Your center off or your safety that's off the camera is going to be playing a deep middle. And then this corner is going to be playing this deep third, okay? And by spot drop, we mean these guys are just covering zones, okay? They're just covering zones underneath. So essentially you're kind of playing the sticks, if you will. You're keeping everything in front of you. You're bringing a five-man rush. And you're looking to uh, uh, basically just playing three deep, three at the mid-level, so you can bring five on the pressure. Let's roll the tape. Again, this is a third and 11 play. The defense showed up big time on those first two downs. Ball snap. You see the five-man rush. There you see kind of the scrape. You notice how the edge, like I said, when, I, when I'm calling an, an on-ball scrape. Now, if you were to consider Devontae White, a defensive tackle in this situation, which he's obviously playing in, kind of playing that five tech, um, then you would call this a TE stunt. With him being an end, that's why I call it an on-ball scrape, okay? So you see him occupying these two guys so Quay can scrape underneath and fill that void that he just left, all right? Now you're seeing the spot drop happen. Notice nobody's chasing anybody in a man form, right? You don't see anybody turning their back and, and playing man coverage because it's spot drop. These guys are just playing the zone. They're trying to prevent the first down, right? And, again, you got three deep across the board. Jerry Goff gets a little bit of pressure. He feels from Devontae Wyatt right there. Now, Devontae uh, falls down. We'll give you another angle. I, I'm hoping we have another angle here because I'm going to show you why he falls down. It, it was a little bit frustrating on Thursday night. I'm not going to lie because, like Ryan pointed out on his podcast, on Packernet podcast, you know, it just it's funny how the announcers were going out of their way. And I'm not – in any way suggesting that the Packers got cheated. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just simply pointing out that they would go out of their way to say, well, this is why this is a penalty on Green Bay. But I know there was two or three occasions where calls didn't get made. One was a face mask. One was a hold, a defensive hold. And then this one here with Devontae Wyatt will highlight. But I want to key in on our boy Rudy Ford coming across the middle, played it absolutely perfectly, picked that ball off, 
And again, pressure pick, coverage sack, the fact that Devontae Wyatt was crawling at his feet is how you get that pick. This right here bothers me. Now, you guys know I absolutely love Rudy Ford. But watch the end of this return as he's going up the sideline. That's Jared Goff coming into the pitcher game. That's Jared Goff. Lower your freaking head and run through that cat. I, and and if, you don't, if you don't make it to the end zone, that's fine. But you've got a free shot on the quarterback. Are you serious? And I'm not saying do something dirty. He's making the tackle. He's fair game. This is called football, right? Like run through that quarterback's chest right there. You get a free lick on him. I don't understand. I, I, I Again, I'm not on the field. I'm not sitting here trying to say that I could do better. All right. I, I'm just a, a, merely a spectator. But this pointing right here, okay, yeah, all right, yeah. Run through him. Run his butt over. I, that made no sense to me whatsoever, none. And, and, again, I was fired up for the pick. I love Rudy Ford. I think he's one of the few highlights of this defense this year. And it just drives me absolutely insane, man, that he didn't take that opportunity to just – I mean, just – completely truck stick Jerry Goff in that situation. If Jerry Goff was staying out of the way, I'm not saying go out of your way to hit him, but to just go, okay, yeah, well, this is good enough. Let's go out of bounds. That ain't good enough. That ain't good enough. Here you'll be able to see what we were talking about with Devontae White kind of occupying this double team and allowing Quay to scrape. Now you'll see 73 fans back off to block Quay, and that's what allows uh, – Devontae Wyatt to come free a little bit. I want you guys to don't even focus on the interception. Just focus on Devontae Wyatt here and watch why he falls down. I'm pretty sure this is the angle that'll show it. I'm going to slow it down a little bit more for us. Watch Devontae Wyatt. We'll go 50% here, so it may take it a second. Be patient. All right. Watch Devontae, right? See him occupying the double team. Here comes Quay scraping. Now, look. Look at why Devontae. Look at Devontae Wyatt uses a great swim move here, right? And watch what happens to him. Look at 68 tripping him. You've got to understand, you've got an official back here too, right, behind the quarterback. He's watching for holding. He's watching for all that. 68 literally trips Devontae White and prevents a sack. And, again, it's very subtle, but watch it. You can see his foot. At first I thought, well, I don't think he got him. No, he gets him. Watch right here. Look. <laughs> How that didn't get called is beyond me. I mean, I mean, look at the tackle. That's not a normal blocking technique, right? So Detroit gets away with the tripping right there. Now let's roll it back and focus on the interception itself. If it hadn't been an interception, maybe they throw a late flag. I don't know. But I know this. There's no, there's zero chance the official didn't see that. Now let's talk about what the coverage is. Again, we're kind of running this little game over here with the scrape, right? These guys are blitzing. These guys are firing off the edge. They're going to collapse the pocket. Now what you're seeing with this cover three, what we're talking about spot drop, is right here, deep third, right, deep third, deep third, and then these guys are just kind of playing the sticks underneath, okay, playing the sticks underneath, playing the sticks underneath. So that's what we call cover three spot drop, and again, you're getting that on-ball scrape, which is a five-man rush. You could call it, uh, you know, if you want to get really technical, I guess Quay is technically the will in this situation, so you could say cover three spot drop will fire or fire will or, or linebacker blitz, whatever you want to say, linebacker edge, okay? Um, one thing I will say is Jared Goff drops back here. I believe he had an option to the flat, if I remember correctly. Maybe he don't. Yeah, 26 is the read right here. Goff, Goff never sees it because he's trying to force the ball right here. If I can get it to highlight. He's going to try to force the ball to number 11, right? But if you'll watch number 26 – He's going to run a little out route, and he actually was open because watch Rudy Ford. Rudy Ford cheats to the eye, watches the eyes, watches the eyes. 
right there. If he dumps that in the flat, that's a first down, and that's a blown coverage. Rudy's being aggressive, reads the eyes, comes across. He gets off of 11, goes to the dig instead of the skinny, and there's your pick. And you may be able to see it again here. We can get ticked off one more time, but watch Rudy as he comes up the sideline. you got to run through Jared Goff right here, man. Or Quay. Quay would even have a, a clean shot on him. All right. Next play. So, again, you get the interception, right? We're off to the races. Dude, 13-34 left in the first quarter. Look at this field position. I mean, we've got the ball at what appears to be, what, the 16-yard line? Or, no, I'm sorry, uh, the 14-yard line. No, 16, that's right. We're at the 16-yard line. Okay, we're going to come out in 11-gun doubles, F-motion lead, 58-choice T-swing. All right, let's talk about what that means. I use the number system here because I like to mix it up every now and again, try to stay sharp with the play call, but also help people understand that there are still a few teams in the league that use the numerical system, okay? So what does that mean, F-motion lead? Uh, Jaden Reed was your F. He's going to motion, so he was over here playing F. He motions over. You see him right there. And what he's going to do is lead out here on a block for the T swing. Okay. This is going on big time around the league right now. JT O'Sullivan actually talked about this. This is very, very popular in the National Football League right now, where they'll scheme up a swing pass with a lead blocker. Okay. And that's what Jaden Reed's doing here is he's playing, he's basically a lead blocker in this situation. Okay. Now, with 58 choice, what does that mean? I think what you've got here is you've got a five route, which is an out, okay? There's the five. You've got a post, which is the eight route, okay? So a 58, and then out here with Christian Watson, he's got a choice route. The reason I noticed it's a choice route because he wasn't aggressive in his break, and you'll see him kind of reading this DB here as to determine, okay, what do I want to do? Do I want to shadow that? Do I want to go outside? So, again, 11-gun doubles, F-motion lead, 58-choice T-swing. Let's roll the tape. You see the out up top? Where's Jordan go first? His first read, he's looking to the out route. you got press man right there, right? You could try to fit that in on the outside with the inside technique he's playing, but that is not ideal. I don't think he should throw that pass. There's his first read, okay? Where does he go with his eyes next? Down the seam. So now he's going to the uh, – now he's looking at the post. So he went out, didn't like what he's seen, came back to the post. Guys, there's three guys on that. Where should the next read be? This is a first and ten play, right? A first and 10 play. He's going to go to Christian next, right? And then what would be the check? But he's got to recognize right here all these bodies. Check this thing down to Aaron Jones. Look at this out here. You're plus one. You're plus one. You get the ball into your best offensive player's hands. I know people were frustrated at Matt LaFleur for not getting um, for not getting uh, Aaron Jones more involved. But whose fault really is it, right? And again, if you see it, you got to say it. Dump that thing off in the swing. You've got a lead blocker in Jaden Reed. It, you're, you're probably picking up more than 10 yards on this play if you check it down to the swing, right? It, it, you're at least picking up five to seven yards, no doubt about it. But again, he's looking at Christian now. You still got time to go to the swing. You still got time to go to the swing. Scrambles, dump it to the swing. He's still looking downfield. Notice he's not looking at Aaron. He's not looking down here. He's downfield. You've got to get the ball in your playmaker's hands right there, right? You dump that thing off, you're probably coming away with seven after this drive. And instead, what you do, you wait till the last second till there's two defenders on him, dump it to him, and you get him absolutely cream. Right here, I was worried about a rib. Watch how this defender lands on Aaron Jones, right? You got to protect your guys too. So, first, it's bad enough that the first down call was a pass play. 
But the fact that you had the check down and didn't take it, one thing that we're learning about Jordan Love and the reason his completion percentage is taking a hit is he's he's not looking to the checkdowns. And Aaron, that was one of the pieces of advice that Aaron, you know, gave to Jordan Love. That's been pretty much common knowledge now. They've both talked about. It. I think Jordan Love was actually the person who mentioned, here's what Aaron told me. You know, he, he basically said, Hey, look, the checkdowns are your friend. Checkdowns are good. Checkdowns are good. Go to the checkdowns. Right. So um just something he's got to work on. Again, he's young, man. I know he's a fourth-year vet, and like me and Jake Shavink were talking about, we got to take the 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 uh, the kid gloves off when it comes to Jordan Love because he's a fourth a fourth-year vet, right? But those are the things that's going to take a little bit of time to pick up and understand the game. All right, look, man, let's it's you literally you're you're plus one in the turnover differential, you're deep in their zone, deep in their side of the field, right? You're already in the red zone. Take the check down, take the check down. Don't try to get too aggressive. Um, all right, next. Next, very next play, second and 10 play now. You're behind schedule already with second and 10 because of the first down pass. We come out in 11 gun empty. That's right, 11 gun empty. So, no plan to run the ball here. <laughs> 11 gun empty, Y trips right, T boundary, 962, flat nine. Okay, let's talk about what that means real quick. Obviously, you know what 11 means. That's one running back, one tied in. When we say uh, trips right, that's telling you the tight ends to the right. T boundary means that the T, which is the running back that's flexed out on the boundary. Of course, you identify the boundary. It's the short side of the field. We're on the left hash. So this over here is the boundary. That's why we call it T boundary, okay? Now let's talk about the, the route combinations themselves. We're going to go 9-62 flat 9. We always go from left to right, right? So 9 route, okay? Then you're going to go to your 6 route, which is a dig, okay? And then... You're going to your two route. With two, it's just going to be kind of a slant, all right? It's a little bit deeper than a slant. I believe he takes it a little bit deeper, if I remember correctly. And then to round it off, you're going to go flat nine, okay, which essentially a flat nine is a flat route, all right, with your nine over the top, okay? So there's your route combo. And let's watch where Jordan's eyes go first, okay? Uh, again, this is a second and 10 play. Let's slow it way down here. All right. Ball is snapped. Got the ball immediately. Where's he looking? He's working the left side of the field, right? He is looking over here. So you can see his eyes, right? He's locked over here. He's probably looking here first while simultaneously looking at Aaron Jones to see if he can free up. But the, if you'll notice, they've got either a safety or a corner on Aaron Jones here. Okay, not the matchup you're technically looking for to run a nine fade, right? You'd like to think that the corner of the safety has the advantage over Aaron Jones on a fade route. So you're probably working right here. If you're going to hammer this, you got to hammer it quick, but look what you got right here. You got backers in the middle, right? So let's clear it off. Let's roll a little bit further. He's looking left, left. Doesn't like what he sees, right? The backer's sitting there. If you're going to hammer it, you, you should have already hammered it, right? Now he's looking up here to, like I said, this extended slant, right? He's saying, is there a window here? Problem is they you've got coverage deep. Okay. So now let's roll it on around the out. You've already missed the window on the out. Okay. Nothing, right? Nothing. So hindsight being 2020, you roll the tape back. The play is going to be hammering it to this inside route up top to Dobbs, right? That's probably going to be the go-to play. If that's not there, what you'd like to see is him come back out here to this flat or mini out, right? Roll it again. Pause right here. Be ready to hammer it. Bang, hit it. Right. It's almost like a choice route, too. It may not even be a slant. You got to hit that, man. 
See the space you got? Again, this is second and 10. What you're looking at second and 10, you're looking to get back on schedule, right? It just seems like Jordan's trying to push the ball too far down the field, too much. And again, there's the flat. You had a window there. Then you go down. I know people are saying, oh, he was under duress all, all game long, and it was the offensive line's fault. Guys, he had over four seconds to throw this ball. Four, right at the four-second mark. And again, Runyon getting bull rushed by Aiden Hutchinson, but you got to you got to be aware of that, man. I think he thought Aiden. He took his eyes off Aiden, and you know, and kept his eyes downfield, and uh, and probably thought that Aiden was coming on the outside, was rushing on the outside. I want you to look at our boy Runyon right here. This ain't a good look. You never want your offensive lineman in this position, gay. This right here, not a good look. Know what I mean? Just saying. All right. So. Again, you get the interception. You're on their side of the field. You're in the red zone automatically, right? You choose not to run on first down. On that same first down, you chose not to check the ball down to your playmaker, right? You get off schedule. Then you come down on second and 10. You don't take the slant or the choice route there. That was an easy completion for five yards to keep you on schedule. You choose not to go to the flat either. You get sacked. You go from being in the red zone with this Detroit Lions team on their heels to a third and 19, and you're one sack away from being knocked out of field goal range, right? So now you know the name of the game. They're not going to let you pick up this first down. They're going to play the sticks deep, so you just got to check it down for three points. I think Jordan does a good job here. Nothing special, but he made the right play. Go underneath, which you done it. wish you had done that on second down, but, you know, it is what it is, right? So that sets you up for, obviously, the field goal and to go up three to nothing. So essentially what you had was you cashed in three points off the turnover and starting in the red zone, right? Defense showed up on the opening drive and gets the ball back for you, gets you in great position. So let's go on to the second drive. 11.59 left, first quarter, first and 10. We come out in a 34 jam. There's a little late rotation to load the box. There's many people saying that we play with a light box. Just because you come out and line up a two on the shelf doesn't mean you're playing with a light box. Notice Savage here. Okay, you're still showing your too high look that prevents Jerry Goff from processing information pre-snap. And what you're going to see is late rotation. Right as the ball snap, he's going to come down here and feel. Let's do a hat count. You got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, including Savage. Once the ball is snapped and the ball is uh, is in play, eight guys in the box. Stop saying they played with a light box, right? There you see, look at the heavy box when the ball's handed off, right? And again, defense. Showed up. Look at this. Great job cleaning it up by Savage. Good job by Preston. All right. We fast forward. Third and five, the same drive. Okay. We're coming out in a nickel two, four, five, cover one robber, mirror match, press man. All right. Let's talk about what that means. Got a lot of people that's been uh been clamoring for uh for press man, right? Here it is. Look at this. Look at your boy up here. Press man. Right here. Press man. Okay. Right here, mirror match, press man. And what is mirror match? We're running a cover one robber, first of all, okay? But um, mirror match, press man is basically you're not looking to jam the guy at the line with two hands and and reroute him in a way that you're delaying him into his route. You just want to get a hand on him, and then you want to get in his hip pocket and mirror everything that he does. That's what mirror match, press man is, okay? How do we know it's man? Look at Keyshawn. See Keyshawn following him? They're trying to get a free release there. Goff back to pass, hammers it over the middle. 
You guys have heard me talk over and over and over about man coverage, right? There's a lot of people last year got really loud saying we want man coverage. This doesn't work. You you want Jair following their best their best receiver, and we want to play man coverage. And what's my argument been? And not just mine, but many people's. If you play man coverage, you're going to give up explosive plays. That's just the way it is. You've seen several in this game by Detroit because you were in man coverage. These are the ramifications of, pl- of playing man coverage. Look at the release on the guy in motion, right? And look at look at the matchup you've got. This was schemed up. People said you wanted Jair following their number one. Well, obviously Jair was hurt. You've got your number one against their top target right now. What you did was you put Rasul Douglas on Sam Laporta. You're prioritizing coverage, man coverage, press coverage, your best guy against their best guy or their number one target. I know Amon Ross St. Brown is a better receiver than Sam Laporta, but what you do is you turn on the tape and you say, okay, on a third down, this is Bill Belichick 101, in a third down and a gotta-have-it play, who do they go to? And who they've went to this year is Sam Laporta. So Joe Barry, listen, I'm not saying you listen to the fans, but for the people that say he doesn't play man coverage, you've got mirror match, press man, cover one robber, right? And you've got your boy Rasul playing man coverage on their go-to guy on third downs, Sam Laporta. Let's roll the tape. There's the press man. See it? Now, he's playing with outside leverage, okay? Why is he playing with outside leverage? We talked about it. They're in cover one robber, which means Rudy Ford's playing deep center. Darnell Darnell, uh, Savage is playing underneath that mid zone, right? So it's Darnell Savage's job to take away the middle of the field here, okay? So I want you to imagine, put yourself in the coach's shoes for a minute. You watched all week long, and the tape suggested when they need a play, they like to go to Sam Laporta, okay? They like to go to Sam Laporta. Not only do they like to go to Sam Laporta, but they like to go to him across the middle of the field. What's the perfect play call in that situation, guys, in that scenario? You got it. Mirror match press man with outside leverage, right? He's he's not going to let Laporta out here. He's going to funnel him back in. Why is he funneling him back in? He's going to funnel him back in, right, in here, because you've got a safety dropping down, okay, playing robber. You funneled the play right into the strength of the defense. That's what Rasul does here. But, again, it's hard to play man coverage and prevent explosive plays. So you're probably going, who is this guy right here, and who is he even covered? That's Darnell Savage. He did not get where he was supposed to get, which is on the inside of that route. You're essentially playing bracket coverage. You've seen it last week as well before the Lions game. You've seen it in the Saints game that Savage was playing somewhat bracket coverage, especially on third downs because they were going to this press man cover one robber, right? You've seen, uh, you know, uh, I think it was Ballantyne get beat down the sideline with an explosive play because they were playing press man, right? When this situation here, Rasul's playing with his outside technique, Savage is out of place, right? It was good coverage by Rasul. But you want to know why I don't like press man? This right here. Trying to make a play on the ball. You, you don't have the guy in front of you to make the tackle, to prevent the explosive, and you're going to get this right there. That's what man coverage gets you sometimes. Not all the time, right? But if you were to ask someone, what is this Packers defense? What is it equipped to play? Would you consider Rasul Douglas a man coverage defender? Because I know I wouldn't. If anything, I fault Barry for giving in, for giving in to these people that have been screaming for man coverage. 
This is what happens. And look at Savage chasing the play, chasing the play. Thank God for Rudy Ford. He ate a stiff arm but got him down. Let's look at a different angle here. I'm going to show it to you one more time. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Laporte is a beast, man. Coming from tidy and you, it is what it is. All right. So, again, here you see the press man, right? He's going to press him, right? And then his goal is to wall him off in case he tries to run an outside route. Why? Because Darnell Savage, his assignment is to drop in here and hit this zone right here. He knows ex- they, they knew exactly what Laporta was going to do here, and they're geared up for it, right? So here comes Rasul. You're going to see him press. He's going to funnel him inside and watch Savage. See that hesitation right there? No, no. You've got to go, dude. You have got to go. It, it's almost as if Savage is worried, even at this point, well, what if he comes out here? What if he breaks out and runs a corner route? It doesn't matter. The scheme tells you to play robber, right? And if he does come out there, guess what? Sewell's got outside leverage to get that handled. And if they beat you, hey, it's gonna have to, you, they're going to have to beat you with a great throw and a great play by Laporta, right? But for whatever reason, you see Savage, even though he's playing robber, he wants to hug this hash. That allows, unfortunately, Laporta to get inside and get just enough leverage to make this play. See it right there? Look at Savage. And now he's just passing him off. Okay, yeah, we're done. Well, who are you covering? You looking for a backside dig? What This is the problem I have with Savage. And again, I know last week he had a good a good game. I, I highlighted the special teams play where he made the great tackle. Look at this right here, gang. Look, Goff is already throwing the football. Does he think he's throwing here? Look at Goff's feet. Look how he's opened up. He is throwing he, he's throwing this ball here, right? You can tell. Look at Savage backpedaling over here. Like, what are you doing? And don't pay any attention right here to our boy. Uh, our boy um, Carrington Valentine grabbing a handful of jersey. All right, we ain't gonna mention. That. <laughs> but again, this is on Savage, man. You playing Robert, you got to help take that away. And even through all that, look right here. Look at look look at the the defense that Rasul's playing. Like he's got a hand pretty much on the ball, right? He still recovers. So I don't fault Rasul here. I don't. Rasul played this as good as he possibly could, right? But again. 
you'd like to see him make the tackle, but he's making a play on the ball because that's what you do in man coverage. You don't play uh, man coverage and then and then okay when the ball's thrown, I'm just going to focus on tackle. And no, you're it, it's it's an aggressive defense. You're playing the ball, right? So man coverage got you in trouble right there. There's no doubt about it. And again, you'll see him. That's a that's a whole lot of man to take care of right there on press man. I don't. I God, it drives me crazy watching Savage play that robber like that, man. It really, really does. There, there's a chance that something was said in the meeting room and said, "Hey, look, when they come out in a trip set on that right side, don't bite inside." I know you're playing robber, but don't bite inside. I don't know. This right here drives me crazy too. This is the TV copy. They they wanted to catch the emotion of Sam Laporta, so we missed half the play here. Like it, we, talk, it seems like every week we've got an, we've got something to complain about when it comes to the TV broadcast. But here you go, another explosive touchdown, Detroit. All right, now some people were seeing that and going, "Oh, they were playing too far off." Whatever. Let's talk about what they're playing here. Right? It's a blown coverage, first of all. Well, essentially, what you're playing is zone match, right? So when you got these guys locking up here, this is the play too. You heard us talk about on Packers Total Access Live where Jared Goff went to Rousseau afterwards and said, we knew we were going to get you on that. We knew we were going to get you to buy it, right? Because they know they're playing zone match here. His responsibility is deep third, deep third, deep third, and these guys are matching up, right? That's basically the defense you're going to play. If and then, if they go to the flat, Quay's going to go out there. If not, he's going to sit in this zone. So the top priority for Rasul Douglas here within this play is you don't let anything behind you. You've got to play zone match here. You've got to play deep third, right? Watch what happens. I want you to key in on the receiver there. See him? Right now, you're on the brink of it becoming man coverage, okay? So at this point, you, you're you not in man coverage. You're not in man coverage on this guy right now, right? You're playing zone. You're playing deep third. Once he crosses the 7- to 10-yard threshold, whatever their, their key was in this defense, it now becomes man coverage. You lock onto him and you play basically straight up man coverage on him. Notice he doesn't get that threshold right here. See a little stop and go. It's over. I heard some people online saying, why didn't Rudy Ford cover his zone? That was Rudy Ford's zone. No, it wasn't. He's playing deep middle. This is man or this is zone match. Rasul got too aggressive, lost his footing. Even if he hadn't lost his footing, he still burned, right? Because he didn't play schematically sound. It's a bad play right there. Bad play. So, again, what do you got? You have the offense being too aggressive, right, and refusing to run the ball, okay? You have not only are they refusing to run the ball, but they're also refusing to take the checkdowns. Therefore, you have to settle for three points. And then the very next drive, what happens? You've got Darnell Savage blowing a robber cover, right? And then you've got Rasul Douglas blowing his assignment with a cover three zone match. Now, mental mistakes everywhere, right? Mental mistakes by Jordan Love already. This is what I mean by there's plenty of blame to go around. Mental mistakes by Jordan Love. You've got mental mistakes by Darnell Savage. You've got mental mistakes by Rasul Douglas. And then look at this here. This happened all day long. The very next kickoff, we're going to bring this thing out, right? So keep in mind, if he just fair catches it or downs it, right, when we get the ball at the 25, this happened all game long. We're going to bring it out and get tackled at the 20. We just lost five yards of invisible yardage because we are an arrogant football team. 
Just being honest. Uh, and again, if if the ball is kicked to the goal line, I want I want uh, Keyshawn Nixon to bring that one out. I do. But all game long, he was bringing them five yards, five yards deep in the end zone. He was bringing them out, and every single time he lost anywhere from five to ten yards of invisible yardage, and that stuff matters. Um, yeah, if you uh, don't believe me, then ask a quality control manager of any pro football team. Every bit of that invisible yardage matters. So let's move on to the next play. All right. I don't think I even – yeah, okay, I did. We come out in a 12, a 12 pistol, you shift to H, and they canned to a play-action drift. All right. Now, this is what bothers me. Think about that opening drive for the offense. Pass, 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 right? And you make the field goal even more difficult than it needed to be because you're being too aggressive. The very first play of the next drive that the Packers have the ball, we're down 7-3. to three. This is still a winnable game, gang. Still a winnable game. We go 12 pistol, U shift to H. DeGuara was the U over here. He's going to shift to the H back position. Now he's going to be in a sidecar, right? Watch what Jordan Love does. Look at Jordan Love's hands, right? We had a run call called here, okay? He's cannon out of it. Everybody gets it. We're cannon. We're cannon. We can to a pass, all right? So let's go back again. What's the play call? We're going to can to play action drift, all right? What is a drift play? A drift play essentially is on this side of the field. This is a staple in Kyle Shanahan's early years with Washington. And you notice the Packers are running a lot of pistol formation. The pistol formation is shotgun with the running back directly behind the quarterback. You do that so the defense can't key in on which side you may run the ball to. The problem is when you put a sidecar in it, now they've got a good idea of which side you're going to run the ball to, right? So you're kind of defeating the purpose there. I'm sure there's a reason that Matt LaFleur – Wanted the sidecar along with this pistol, but it is what it is. Now, when he cans the drift, the drift concept is a staple in the old Shanahan system. You're going to run a deep route here, and then on this side, you're going to be running a deep crosser. Okay, now I don't want to take it off screen, but essentially a deep crosser, and you typically have some kind of leak underneath or maybe a leak out here. That is the drift concept. You go play action, set, and you're looking to stretch the field vertically, right? And then also – Hammer it underneath once they commit over the top. Let's watch the play. Everybody gets the can. First down pass. We canned out of the run to the pass. This isn't on the floor. This is on Jordan Love. It's a bad read. Play action, right? Setting up the drift. Once again, he had right at four seconds to get rid of the football. And you can count it off even by the clock if you don't believe me. You just got too, you got too aggressive. Now, here's the thing. He wasn't expecting bugs to make it through right here, and I'll tell you why. There's two guys blocking him. You've got Royce and Josh set to block him. Guys, there, there's there's no defending Josh Myers now. Watch him. Lock onto your guy, right? Royce is even looking to help, but look at Myers. Just let him go. And, of course, our boy Myers ends up on the field, on the ground. This is This ain't a good look here. Anytime the offensive line is looking, staring at the quarterback, not a good look. And it's darn sure not a good look when your center, second-round pick, is on his back while your quarterback's getting drilled, right? You got to be willing to get the ball out, but also this, this play here, in my opinion, is on the offensive line. That's pathetic that you can't block that double team. Here's a little bit better look at the drift concept. 
just to kind of give you the all 22 play action, right? There's nothing there. You canned out of a run to a broken play. That, my friends, is what we call seeing ghosts, right? They thought they had a different look. If you were to go back and tell, ask Jordan Love pre-snap and say, all right, man, here's a look. They're going to have a two-high shell, and you're going to have to throw this into triple coverage no matter if you're going to the nine or the crosser. You're going to have to throw in the double and triple coverage. Do you think he would have canned to it? He wouldn't. So he's seen ghosts. Basically, he thought he's seen something that he didn't pre-snap, right? Everything's covered up. Everything. You got to check down, but again, it's too late to take it because the offensive line completely crumbled. Right? Here's a little bit better look at the uh, at the box again. Just watch number 96. They just they just get caught in between, man. I don't understand it. You see Royce looking over. He's watching the ball right now, right? He's going to kind of help with 54 and then try to help with 96. I don't put it on Royce as much as I do Josh because look at this. You got a guy rushing here. This guy's showing that he's rushing, right? So you've got basically on that side of the line of scrimmage, one on one. Myers, you got to take care of your boy here, right? On this side, it's the same thing. Zach Tom fans out. Runyon takes him. Everybody's setting the protection, right? And I know that I know this wasn't a miscue in setting the protection because Myers is the one setting it. It wasn't on Jordan, right? Watch Myers. Finish your block. Lock him up. Right? It's crazy, man. Crazy. It's just everything's a mess, an absolute mess. But, again, you're getting too aggressive, man. Run the freaking ball. wonder why your defense gets gassed and you end up giving up 200 yards rushing. That's my opinion. But All right, let's fast forward now. 7.32 left. It's still just 7-3, to three, okay? Uh, second and uh, 16 play, it's going to be the same exact formation. Same exact formation, okay? Uh, 12 pistol, we're going strong right, H same. 27, Y hot, H lead, T swing. Remember how we showed you earlier Jaden Reed? running that lead block on the swing pass. Same thing here. This is something Matt LaFleur is going to be doing more and more of. Lead block out here for a swing pass to the running back. Okay, that's set up on this side of the field. We're going 27, okay, Y hot, H lead, T swing. Okay, so let's talk about what that means. 27, slant, right? This is going to be a slant route right here. That's your two route, okay? Seven. Your seven is going to be a corner route, okay? He's going to run a corner, work his way out here, okay? Yeah, I think he even kind of fans it off into an out, if I remember correctly, but it's kind of like a choice there. And then underneath, you've got Y hot. This is your hot read underneath. He's just going to kind of hesitate and come underneath right here, okay? Let's roll the tape. Remember, he passed up on the uh, on the T swing earlier, right, the H lead T swing. I want you to look at the hat count, gang. First of all, let's roll it back. It's obvious now. He's looking nowhere else other than Romeo Dobbs. He wants to hammer this slant. They're impressed man. What makes you think you're going to win a slant impressed man? He's lucky it wasn't picked off. See it? Now, why does this bother me so much? Focus back on the T-swing. Okay? Focus on the T-swing. Look at the hat count, gang. You walked everyone out. You got the backers occupied by the hot here. You could you could dump it in the hot too. You could go here. What you don't want to do is go here. Look at this. <laughs> That's completely covered up. The slant is covered, right? So now look to maybe check it here. But even with all these bodies, I'm dumping this thing out so quick to the swing pass. Why is that? Look at the hat count you got, man. 
You get DeGuar out here with a lead block with A.J. Dillon and a full head of steam. Dude, that's a huge play waiting to happen right there. Instead, you try to hammer in the slant, and you're lucky it wasn't picked off. So now we're looking at third and 16, right? So third and 16, we're going 11-gun, X-Nasty, Strong Right Trips, T-Week, X-Go, Salem, Y-Leak, T-Swing. Y-Leak, T-Swing. All right, let's pull up the route concept real quick so I can tell you exactly what the uh, – Salem concept is. Let me get my trusty uh, help board out here. Okay, got it. All right, so X nasty. What does that mean? It's a it's it's a split essentially. You've got the X receiver. He's the X receiver because he's opposite the tight end, right? With him being opposite the tight end, that makes him the X. Nasty is when you line up inside the numbers. Okay, that's a split. That kind of, I don't know if it originated with the McVay system, but it's definitely one that the McVay system has used uh, more than anyone else is uh, is that that uh, nasty split. All right, strong right trips. Obviously, you guys know what that means. So we're going to run an X-Go, okay? We're going to have Salem Y-Leak, okay? Y-Leak T-Swing. So your, your Y is going to leak out, and, of course, you've got a T-Swing pass here. Okay. And now when it comes to Salem, what is Salem? Salem is a combination where you've got your outside receiver running a dig and you've got the inside receiver running a corner. Okay. So essentially with Salem, dig, corner. Okay. That is basically your play. All right. Let's roll the tape. See what happens here. Third and 16, low percentage play, right? Of course. The last thing you want to do is turn the ball over, though. If anything, you want to get some of that field position back. Ball snapped. He's looking left. Comes back right, too late, shovel, no game, right? And, of course, the penalty was holding on the Packers. Now, on the TV copy, I want you to pay attention here. Look at the right side of the screen. What do you see? Guys, I know it's not going to pick up a first down. I mean, there's a chance it does. He's not. At this point, you've got to know, not there, right? Possibly there, not there. Dump that thing off the Musgrave. You kidding me? Look at all this space out here. Look at all this space. Get the ball in your playmaker's hand. Hey, he's kind of holding his hand. I'm like, throw the freaking ball, Jordan. I believe I've got the all 22. I want you to see a little bit better angle here. All right, here you go. This is perfect. So remember the remember the look here, right? You're going dig, corner, right, on the Salem. And I think he might even try to skinny that off a little bit more than uh, probably had to, right? You got your fly, so you're stretching the defense. You got your swing check down, and then you got your leak, right? Focus on Musgrave at the bottom of the screen. Look at this, guys. Look where the chains are. Look at your first down marker. Okay. Watch it roll, roll, roll. Let's reset that. Actually, the ball should come out the Musgrave right now, right? Look at the defenders. If you get that ball to Musgrave, there is literally, what, 5, 10, 15 yards of free space in between him and the nearest defender. And Jordan just never looked right. And you could see, look at look at Luke Musgrave's arms out of the side, like, what are we doing? Get me the freaking ball, right? And then you want to try a little shovel pass after the running back already looked away. That's how you don't that's how you come away with seven yards gained, I believe, in the first quarter or whatever it was. 
Absolutely horrible, man. Horrible. And then to add insult to injury, you know, you basically lost six yards on that drive. It's fourth and 16. You're having to give the ball right back to them. They've got all the momentum in the world, and look what happens. Oh, blow the whistle. We got a false start. I believe that was on J.J. and Igbari, if I remember correctly. So let's push it back five more yards or half the distance, whatever it might be. I can't remember if that's the rule or not. Mental mistakes everywhere. Mental mistakes absolutely everywhere. You just can't have it, man. You can't you can't start a game that way. All right. Here's a third and three play. I don't think I have the play call up here. Let me double check. No, we don't. Okay, so I just want to roll it here a little bit, kind of show you what happens on the next drive here. Uh, third and three, like I said, Goff drops back, hammers it across the middle. Some of you guys are going, how did he get that open, right? I'll show you how. I remember this play now. I meant to add in the text, and I forgot to. So they're in a – oh, here it is. Okay, we got the all-22 is the reason I did it that way. All right, cool. So we got nickel 245, Will Sugar, 91 Rome, cover three zone match. Savage gets caught peeking here, okay? So essentially you've got a cover three zone match, all right? So here's the deal, cover three, right? These guys are going to be playing underneath. Uh, you've got uh, 91 here, Preston Smith's Roman. So he's kind of standing up like Zadarius used to. He's just going to kind of loaf, and then he's going to fire, right? you got these other guys who are playing – Zone, okay, deep third, deep third, cover three zone match. What is Darnell Savage's job here? Darnell Sav Savage's job is to fill this void right here. Set at 25, Keyshawn Nixon, if and then in zone match. If they attack the flat, he's going to the flat. Savage has got to come in here and fill this void, right? That's his play call. Watch Savage. Keep your eye on Savage. Remember how Russell bit earlier, got too aggressive, right here, tries to, tries to grab the sit. Savage is thinking one thing, this guy right here and reading his eyes, right? Well, the problem is you got two receivers that he could be looking at right here. Wouldn't it make sense to play it, play it safe here, play the safer bet, right? Instead, he jumps this route, and what it allows to happen is the dig on the backside. Good job by Ben Johnson drawing this up. Right. Some people said Rasul's playing too far off. That's that's Joe Barry. Joe Barry's got Rasul playing too far off. Wasn't his responsibility. This is zone match, and this is supposed to be Darnell Savage staying at home and covering that dig. Instead, what well, you got? A big play for a first down. Another blown coverage by Darnell Savage. Okay. A little bit better look here. Now you can see 91 Roman. I like this uh this rush call, to be honest with you. See, he's just kind of kind of loop in the middle there. It allows you to isolate the edges. You'll see Savage in the upper left corner here, right? Gets too aggressive. Watch him right here. Crap. See how he threw his head back? Watch Savage there before he goes off screen. This point right here, you can see his head follow the ball. See, he thinks that Jared Goff is throwing that ball to the sit. Doesn't matter, man. You got you to gotta protect your responsibility. Look at him. Throw his head back. Like, crap. Yeah. Crap is right, my friend. Another blown coverage. All right. This this one here, this is tough to see. Um, I think I think it's on McDuffie, but again, you got two linebackers in the same gap. This is going to be a run to the right. All right, see him hand it off. Look at these two backers, Quay and McDuffie, right here. What are they doing? Their hips are attached. This the running back is already outside, and he he's basically preventing Quay from even being involved in the play by taking the wrong gap. This has got to be on McDuffie here. Got to be. But you want to know how, how they got that, that edge sealed there? It's exactly why. 
Look at McDuffie. You got to bounce outside. You got to know your run gap responsibility, man. Get in there, dude. Be aggressive, right? Big game. And again, is it because of the box? You know how many people were saying, oh, we played with a lot box. Barry's a moron. Look at the box right now, guys. Look at the box. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, possibly an eighth. Really is an eighth, to be honest with you. You got seven to eight guys in the box. What else do you want Joe Barry to do? You want him to walk Rasul over here and have him play middle linebacker too and just leave this guy uncovered? Like what, what is Joe Barry supposed to do in this situation? The box is loaded. Guy's just not being gap, gap sound, man. Not happening. Sorry. So now, now your defense is gassed. There's no doubt about it. Two straight three and outs from the offense, right? And and now you've got guys, uh, you know, missing gap assignments. Look right here. We got a a three four jam cover one man te stunt. Kobe Wooden falls down here. <laughs> like this ain't on Joe Barry that Kobe Wooden can't keep his feet right. And and everyone's back is to the ball right. That's what I really want you to key on here. We're in cover one te stunt. So they're going to run a tackle in stunt. We're in cover one man. Notice it doesn't say cover one robber. It's cover one man because we're being aggressive. Again, we want to load the box, don't we, gang? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys in the box. Seven guys in the box. And what do you notice out here? Playing press man. Press man, right? Press man coverage. What happens in man coverage? You turn your back to the quarterback, right? So understand that the, the design of this play was a TE stunt, wooden, occupying two guys, and then kind of playing contain, right? That allows this guy to come free rush. And once Goff tries to bail, this is exactly what they did against Justin Fields. If he tries to bail, then you've got Kobe Wooden. The problem is Kobe Wooden falls down. Now, why does Clayton not like man coverage? Because their back is turned to the ball. When your back's turned to the ball, this is what happens. Look at Savage. You can't fault Savage here because he's in man coverage. That's why his back is to the ball. That's how you get a big game like that. I hate man coverage with a passion, guys. I hate it. Oh, it's, it's so frustrating, man. Somebody hit me on Twitter and said, we wasn't talking about man coverage. We were talking about Jair playing man coverage. You want one guy to play man coverage and follow the number one receiver the whole game but still play quarters. How does – I don't understand, man. I don't. All right. Right here, 4-3, flat line six. All right, one, two, three, four down linemen. So you shifted to a 4-3 with a wide nine. Quay's in the middle. You got a, what I call a flat six. You got six guys on the line of scrimmage, right? This is a, a decent goal line set, second and goal. Let's roll the tape. Handoff. How do you get beat that bad? How does that happen? Spot it yet? Look at these two guys in the same gap. We get Rasul and Preston in the same gap. You see Rasul, he's being aggressive. You're going to get up here and play outside, right? Preston just way too far out. Look where Quay's at. Preston way too far out. Rudy's too late. Savage Savage can't even sniff it, right? I know he's opposite side of the field, but still, it's like he's just, I don't know what he's doing. If he's expecting a flea flicker or what, but again, two guys in the same gap. That's your problem there, even with a 4-3 front. Later on, you'll see the uh, the two-down lineman that we talked about that I do think was a bad scheme. But So now you're going down 14-3, to three, right? 
14 to 3. It's a better look at it right here. So again, Preston here, in my opinion, has got to know I've got to take this gap away. He's going to set the edge, right? Hopefully Rudy will come help Phil as well. But this gap right here, I, I got to agree that when you've got the defensive lineman that close, right, in proximity to each other, you're leaving this big gap that we're talking about right here. You know, I don't like that look pre-snap. You could put that partially on Joe Barry. But again, Preston getting so far out, what are you thinking, dude? Like, what, what are you doing out there? That's bad, guys. That's bad news. All right, 14-3. Tired of looking at this play, to be honest with you. <laughs> again, plenty of blame to go around, man. Defense, offense, everything. So, remember what we said earlier about invisible yards? We're now down 14-3. to Two minutes, 54 seconds left in the, in the first. Look where he catches this ball, gang. Two yards deep in the end zone. You down it, you go to the 25. You already lost five yards of invisible yardage, right? Bringing it out, gets tackled at the 20. You lose five more, possibly the 21. So you've now lost nine yards of invisible yardage on two returns. Your quarterback refuses to take a check down. He cans out of the pass to the run or out of the run to the pass to be overly aggressive. Missed numerous checkdowns from the get-go. You've got your best cornerback that's healthy on the field and Rasul Douglas blowing two coverages already. You've got Darnell Savage blowing two coverages. You've got multiple occasions where linebackers were in the same run gap fit. And then you've got Rasul and Preston in the same run gap fit. There's just mental mistakes everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. All right. So See, did we draw anything on this? We did not. All right, let's see what happens here. First and 10, two minutes and 50 seconds left. Roll the tape. Little run and play. Yeah, I think I did a sequence of some runs. All right, look at here, boys. Well, we picked up two or three yards. Hey, second and seven sounds a lot better than second and 10, doesn't it? Now we got an 11 pistol F motion counter. And I want you to think about this, guys. Think about this for a second. This is a counter play, all right, which is basically a guard's going to pull, okay? Notice the running back is going to jab like he's going here, and then it's set to go to this side, okay? That's what makes it a counter, counter footwork. You're going to pull a guard. If you were to pull any guard, who would you want to pull? Who do you – when you think of a pulling guard, you think of who is the most versatile, the most athletic offensive lineman on this roster? Who's the weakest link? Who do you think is a better offensive lineman, John Runyon or Royce Newman, right? I would say it was John Runyon right? Probably don't want to scheme up a play where your least athletic offensive lineman in Royce Newman is the pulling guard. And I'll show you why. See the counter footwork? Bang, we're coming back. Look at Royce. Keying on Royce. Keying on number 70. He's going to pull around. And again, this is what I get by, I understand what Mike Wall is saying. You're asking these guys to do things they can't do. Like, this is not Royce Newman's game. Look, what is he doing? Like completely whiffs on Aiden Hutchinson. If he seals that block and smacks Aiden right there in the mouth, then look at this wall that you're going to have right here between Wicks and Royce. And now you got Jaden out here. And you know this is a counter. Look at all the room you're going to have. But watch, watch what happens. Royce whiffs, already getting contact. Look, AJ has to slap Royce on the back and do it. He has to, he has to basically put a spin move on Royce Newman to try to get out here and make a play. Now imagine that same corner coming up 
right? Jaden Reed knows that's that is AJ Dillon's guy, right? That's why he let him go. The goal was to seal off the safety. AJ comes around clean, and you can run this guy over, probably pick up this first down on a second and seven. But instead, he's having to dodge Royce. Somebody doesn't seal their off their their backside block. Just a missed opportunity. Still a decent game, game considering, you know, Royce uh, completely whiffed. And that's the other thing, too, is like, you know, A.J. Dillon, he graded fairly decent, according to PFF. And I, I think that's one of the reasons why right there. He didn't have anything to work with and still gain yards. You got to give a little bit of credit there, right? So now we're third and three. We come out in 11 gun, doubles tight, strong right, T weak, digs, Y motion, flat curl, T swing. All right, let's talk about what that is. Uh, first of all, the uh, the digs play, okay? Some people would call this a drive. Typically, a drive is a outside receiver running a drag route or a shallow cross with a dig over top of it. I would call this digs because they're running it at the same depth. And, you know, I was watching J.T. O'Sullivan's uh, um, breakdown of this, and he said this was a crosser, okay? And that could be the case. You would definitely want to trust a former NFL quarterback over a dumb redneck from Tennessee. All right, I promise you that. But the way I see this play design is a digs. This is the play, if you guys watched the preview show that we did earlier last week, that I said, this is how I want you to attack the Detroit Lions because it does it forces the linebackers to make a decision, and it opens up other things on the opposite side of the field. But also, you're going to have windows, right, to be able to hammer this ball in on a digs play. But that's digs. We're going wide motion. Curl flat, okay? So he's basically going to be running a curl, and then you're going to have a flat route, all right? So Y motion, curl flat. So essentially what you've got is you had your Y motion. You're going to have a curl with a flat, all right? Let's watch it. There's your motion. You're getting a lot of this quick motion today. Like JTL Sullivan was talking about, Miami has made it really, really popular. Just that quick, full speed, get a run and go, Right? You'll see it's kind of a quick out. I kind of look at it more of a flat than an out. You see the sit right there underneath, okay? So where does Jordan go with the ball? He's going to try to hammer it in on the left side, okay? If I remember correctly, let's roll, let's roll the tape here. Let's see. Good play call, my opinion. I know, I know JT didn't like it, but, again, I don't see that as a crosser. I think he got rerouted. JT was saying that he should go inside that defender. If it's a crosser, I completely agree, but I think this is a digs, right? You can see them both cut at the same yard marker. Guys, that's schemed up to perfection. That's a wide-open throw there, in my opinion. You see the ball comes out high. Why does it come out high? Let's watch Jordan Love here. See him leaning back. Get that ball out a little bit earlier. Got some pressure in his face, too. You can't have that. You're lucky that wasn't picked. God, you're lucky that wasn't picked. Third and three play, schemed up to perfection. Matt's done a good job scheming up open passes. There's no doubt about that. So another missed opportunity, right? Detroit's got the ball back. They're winning 14-3, to a minute 20 left in the first quarter. We're coming out in a 34 jam. Once again, we are loading the freaking box, right? One, two, three, four, um, five, six, seven, borderline eight defenders in the box, okay? We're playing cover one. Mirror match, press man. We're going to do a 99 loop, green dog blitz. People were saying that he's playing vanilla and not aggressive and not playing man coverage and not loading the box. All that gets debunked with everything on this play. Everything. Because you're playing as aggressive as you can. You're not even playing robber, 
You're not playing drop. You're playing cover one straight up, man. You're playing press. Look at the press, press. You got a single high safety deep off the screen. All right. You're going to be doing a 99 loop. So you're nine techs. Basically what's going to happen. These defensive linemen are going to rush inside and these nine techs are going to loop back in and try to get a free lane. 99 loop. Okay. And then you're going to run a green dog blitz. What's a green dog blitz? You're playing man coverage, right? So I'm going to go blue here for the backers just to kind of make it differentiated. Well, I've already lined that stuff up. We let's do it here. Quay man coverage on the tight end. Isaiah McDuffie is man coverage on the running back. If the running back stays in the block and doesn't immediately go out in a pass route, you run what we call a green dog blitz. That means when your guy is staying in the block and you're in man coverage, you just turn it into a blitz. So you'll see Isaiah fire right here as soon as he realizes it, right? He's kind of bringing it. Now, again, what's the downfall to man coverage? Your back is to the ball, right? There you see it. It's as aggressive as it comes. Why, why do I not like man coverage? I said it earlier in this episode. Because it is the number one defense giving up explosive plays in the passing game. That's why quarters coverage, Fangio style, zone match principle, a.k.a. Joe Barry's defense is so popular because it prevents plays like this. When you're in man coverage, you give up plays like that. Plain and simple. You've got a rookie seventh-round wide receiver playing man coverage against Amon Ross St. Brown, I believe who that is, if I remember right. Or is that Reynolds? That might be Reynolds. That's Reynolds, okay? Still, you know, we, we highlighted him in our PFF preview, right? He's grading out, I think, a 71 on the season for PFF. Seventh-round rookie cornerback playing press man against Josh Reynolds. Explosive. All right. First and 10, 41 seconds left. Lions are leading 14 to 3. We're going nickel 245, cover three spinner zone match. They're going to run fake power Z reverse. I, there's really, when you're trying to put blame on this play, this is just a good play call. The fact that they sold it with fake power, what I mean is you're going to have two offensive linemen are going to pull it. Might even be the center. I can't remember if it was this tackle or the center. But essentially, what you're going to have is two offensive linemen pull to sell this look in this direction. Understand that linebackers are typically reading two things. They're reading offensive linemen, and they're reading the running back. That's how they're determining where the run's going. You've got keys that you follow. You follow these keys to a T, and guess what's going to happen? This whole defense is going to flow in this direction towards this fake power play, right? And then, of course, what we got is the reverse, the Z reverse. They're going to toss it to him. Guys, Ben Johnson just drew up a good one. Now, Let's be fair here. Do we blame Joe Barry here, right? And I, I'm genuinely asking. I'm going to say no, but what did Joe Barry do wrong against this look? Didn't prepare him for a reverse, right? That could be the case, obviously. But what else do you do in this set here, right? When you're running a power to the left, watch this. See him pull? Poor Van Ness took a guy out and didn't even mean to. <laughs> Gives him the old Mortal Kombat leg sweep. See it? Get over here. Right? So look at the whole defense bots. Power, power, power. And at this point, it's too late. Goff throws a little block on Enigbare. This is another thing that bothers me. That's Jared Goff. Run through him. You're already out of the play. Put, your, put both hands on his chest plate just like you're blocking him and you drive him five yards back and put him on his back. 
and I mean hard. That's pathetic. That's soft. He starts to think about it right there now. He does put him down. But, dude, you, I mean, take your freaking shot on Jared Goff. Right? You want to play these little games? You want to play stupid games? Win stupid prizes. But, again, it's just a good play call, man. you got to respect the power. Right here is when people need to be reacting. Quay's got a beat on it. You can kind of see it. But it's too late. It's just a good play call. You know? You could play a little wider or a little closer on that side maybe to help stop it. But sometimes you got to tip your cap to the other team, both players and coaches. That's a good play call. Darn good play call. Really, really sucks, though. <laughs> Another explosive play. You're starting to see them come out. First of all, yeah, look, you, you're kind of light on that side for sure, as they were probably highlighting. There you see the center guard. It's the pull. God, beautiful play call, man. Absolutely perfect. Now, this is one of those plays that I was going to talk about. I hate to mention penalties, but this you're not get not going to get a more blatant holding non-call. Look, look out here. Carrington does a good job getting outside, right, and establishing it back in. Watch Carrington in the upper right. Okay, watch him. Hold and hold. <laughs> it's another reason they got as many yards as they did. And you can see it. Watch Carrington react here. Look, he's being held from behind, right? But, again, it was already a big play. And I'm sure the officials missed calls on both sides for both teams, so – just wanted to kind of point that out. Again, great play call by Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson's becoming – that dude's going to be a head coach real soon. There's no doubt about it. So you end up getting a stop, fourth and goal. They kick a field goal, and they go up 17-3, to three, right? Speed it up a bit here for us. So now it's 17-3. to three. Let's fast forward to the next kickoff. You guys probably know what we're showing here, right? <laughs> Let's see what he does this time. Keyshawn takes it now six yards deep out of the end zone. Okay. Or does he get tackled? 21. You lose four more yards. So now you're up to 13 yards of invisible yardage that you're, you're already down on. Oh, and on top of that, guess what? The zebra will tell you right here. Hold him. Back it up five more. So... Maybe even 10. I don't know. I don't know the rule on kickoff, to be honest with you. So the offense now, they've made their fair share of mistakes, but this is ridiculous. They're having to start from their own 10, right? I mean, it's just horrible. This uh this one right here, it's trying to wait for it to pop up. Let's go back just a touch. All right. We come out in 11 ace, doubles tight, strong left, slot attached, play action, max protect, 45 slot leak. This is what I refer to as a blind play action, okay, blind play action. So 45 slot leak, what does that mean? And you've got your slot attached. That's basically pointing out Samori Torres kind of chipping on this side, so he's going to run a little leak route on that side over there, kind of leak out, okay. And we're going uh, 45, so let's talk about what that is. Your four route is a curl, okay, and then your five route is going to be an out. Okay, so let's roll the tape. Boom. Actually got that wrong. It should have been a 65 slot leak, okay, because he's running a six route, a dig here, all right? Remember how we talked about using play action to pull those linebackers up, right? Watch 34. Jordan doesn't sell it well enough right there. At this point, right, that's why it's so important to sell the entire fake, 
Look at look at 34. He's back, right? He's back. Jordan's throwing this blind, guys. This is what Aaron didn't like about this offense. Backs to the ball. Now you got to find is he open. You start to play one thing, you know, seeing one thing, and then you turn around and everything's changed. You got to sell the fake. You got a little bit lazy on the fake. 34 is going to get a hand on this dig. Should have never thrown it. You get Christian Watson absolutely murdered right there. You can't throw that ball, man. I'm sorry. And, and this is one that I think me and JT O'Sullivan each disagreed with too. When I watched his tape, he was saying, man, this is a good concept. Uh, just got to hammer that thing in there, be a little more accurate, a little more on time. I just don't see it, man. It's too much traffic, too much traffic. You got to get it over the backer, under the safety, and you get Christian Watson absolutely annihilated. All right, tipped, intercepted. You're going to get a better look at it here in just a second. So, again, that's a uh, a six route, that dig route. Let's get a better look right here on this angle. <clears throat> You'll see it come across, but they're showing the uh, interior right now. Again, you got a little bit lazy with the play fake. You got to finish that, right? 34, seeing bounce. Look, already knows what's going on. So Jordan is looking here, right? He's looking for Watson over the middle. You got to see this backer here. Now, he is trying to hold the backer on this side. I will give him credit for that, right? Again, right there, though, letting it go. 34 makes a good play. Tipped. Watch Watson. If I showed you this shot right here, even before the tip, if I showed you this shot, would you want him to throw that pass? This guy right here, I mean, he's got eyes. The safety's got eyes on the quarterback. He's going to put him work right now. Bang. God, you do not want to see that with Christian Watson in his first game healthy. You just don't want to. Again, look at that window right there, guys. You're not going to convince me that's a good decision. It's not. I'm sorry. I want to go back, too, because if I remember correctly, I'm trying to think. It was an out route on the other side, if I remember right. Of course, we don't have the All-22 yet here. Yeah, we don't. We'll roll it again. We'll see if we get to the All-22. But, again, I don't like that. I don't like blind play action, especially when you're down 17-3. to Like, you, you really think they're convinced you're running the ball right there? You haven't ran it the whole game. You think that they think you're going to run it? You know, down 17 to three. Oh, frustrating, man. Bodies everywhere, too. Here it is. Yeah. So keying up here. If if we've established now, this is not where you want to go with the ball. It's not there because the backer drops. You get the safety button down, right? If we're Xing that out of the equation, where do you go with the ball? You got a leak out here, right? And I believe this is an out route, or maybe it was supposed to be a cell or a corner. Let's roll the tape. Watch Dobbs at the top of the screen. Hammer the out. See it? That was your read. There's just too many hats, man. One, two, three, four guys. You got four hats around the receiver you're trying to fit it into. Again, let's roll it back. Let's let's give him the benefit of the doubt here. With blind, blind play action, it's tough. But look, play action right here. When you see all this, move on to the next one. If you look out here, what do you see? You see numbers. You see him covering the middle of the field. He's giving you the out route, right? Maybe try to hold him a little bit, look in here, and then hammer the out route, right? Watch the out route. Bang, right there. He had protection. Wasn't on the offensive line. Just a bad decision. That's a first down. And a gain of 20 yards if he throws that out, right? 
again, guys, it's easy for me to say this sitting on the couch, right? It is what it is. So that interception now puts them in scoring position. Second and goal, 13-25 left in the second quarter. You barely into the second quarter. We're going nickel 2-4-5. They show bunch X nasty, right, set, um, and shifted to doubles and did a quick snap. And this is the play that we were talking about. I want you to key in on there's only two down defensive linemen in essentially a goal line situation. Now, they were in nickel, and the reason you had a lot count on the left is because they started in bunch. That guy that you see in motion, he started here and he motioned over. Watch how quick Jared Goff snaps this ball. He sees it. All right, let's go quick, quick, quick. Hammer. Bang. You're outnumbered, right? Look at Quay. I want you to key in on Quay. Mike Wall did a good job pointing this out on his broadcast, right? He just walks it in. Everybody got focused on the two down linemen, right? These guys right here. Okay. When you're talking about gap responsibility, what do you think gaps, what do you think Quay's gap responsibility is here, guys? Look at this. You got 29 out here, right? You got 25. You got Hollins obviously setting the edge, right? Now, when the ball is snapped, he's going to kind of fan in a little bit. Quay's gap is here. You've got help outside, right? For for goodness sakes, you, you've got TJ Slayton out of a two-down line set playing a one-tech, right? Playing a one-tech here, playing a little bit of shade. Watch Quay. Where do you think he's supposed to go? You know, McDuffie. McDuffie's looking here, right? The play is looking to this side, okay? Looking, looking what was strong, probably still is strong. So you're looking – McDuffie's looking to play here, right? That's the gap he's working. Why in the world would Quay go out here? It makes no sense, right? Slayton's going to try to hold two gaps for you, and it's Quay's job to read the read the running back and attack. I don't know what he's seen to make him go outside there. But that's his gap. So, again, plenty of blame to go around. Joe Barry, do not – I don't care if they're in 11 personnel. When you get down there inside the five, man, probably go to a 4-3. I understand you're going to be mismatched in the passing game, but they're running the ball down your freaking throat. And on top of that, Quay busted a summit there on the gap. All right. So now this one right here pretty much summed up the day for me. Uh, second and five, we're down 24 to three. Um, you know, this is the very next drive. You know what? Let's get cute. Let's run a 21 gun pony package, triple option sift. All right. Sift blocks coming around. Triple option is really, really simple. You've got the option to hand the ball off to the running back or run a speed option and pitch it if you want to to A.J. Dillon. So essentially, the reason it's a triple option, you've got three options. Option one, hand it off to the running back. Option two, keep it yourself and cut up field. Option three, pitch the ball to A.J. Dillon, or I'm sorry, uh, Aaron Jones on a speed option. I've got this wrong. Speed option is going to come around. This is the triple option aspect. So it's going to be a fake to AJ, right? And then you're coming out here and you got to make a decision. Do you pitch it to Aaron Jones or do you keep it yourself, right? First of all, I could not hate this play call more, right? Absolutely hate the play call. The triple option, the speed option, all this stuff hasn't worked for this short year. I hope they start to tone it back a little bit. This is the NFL. It's going to be hard to make that work. You guys know the offseason. I told you guys, we're going to see speed option. We're going to see that in this offense. After the first game, I said, I don't want to see any more speed option because I'm telling you, man, defenses are all over it. So let's watch the triple option unfold. There's your sift block. See right here, he's got the option to hand it. 
Why did Jordan Love not hand the ball off? Because look at the hat count. He looks out here and goes, oh, yeah, one, two, three. I like our, I like our chances out here as opposed to just handing into this mess, right? So takes it. Got your lead blocker with the Sith. It's almost like a power run, right? You're going to hang your boy out to dry like that? I think the right move is right here for Jordan to cut it back inside. Look at his hips. Look at everybody's hips. They're all running sideways. You plant your foot in the ground and cut it upfield, right? But I know this. Every single one of these guys are squared up with leverage here. And look at the hat count. One, two, three, four against one. Four against two. So they got a plus two hat count, and you're going to pitch the ball to Aaron Jones and hang him out. Look at this, guy. This looks like a freaking crime scene. And that's what you end up with right there. When you get cute, when you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. I can't tell you how sorry I felt for Aaron Jones in this game, man. You don't give him any opportunity to establish a run early. You completely ignore him on the lead T swings. And now you're going to throw a triple option in a plus in a minus two hat count disadvantage and get his legs completely freaking taken out and him put on his head. I mean, that that's whoo, that is not good. Another look. Again, right here's a little bit better look. The only opportunity is to plant your foot and try to cut up field and then just get down. It's a busted play. You knew it was going to be a busted play from the get-go. Right here, though, man. Look at Aaron. Vulnerable. Hands above his head to try to catch the pitch and look at this hat count. First of all, you get Jordan Love killed too. Look. Makes no sense, man. Makes no sense at all. Josiah DeGuara whiffed on his block. Completely whiffed. Oh, my God. So hard to watch, man. Yeah, right there. That summed it up. <laughs> Aiden Hutchinson. All right, third and seven. Same drive. Right, here we go. Incomplete. So, you want to know why you got boat raced? I mean, my goodness. Look at look at how you started offensively. Man, it's tough. So tough. The out route wasn't there. Just trying to anticipate, get the ball out. Good coverage. Just good coverage, man. So... <laughs> Add insult to injury. You're down 24 to 3. It's fourth and seven, right? You're going to punt the ball away. Here comes the punt. Jonathan Owens, right? Why is he on this team? What did we hear all offseason? He was one of, if not the best tackling safeties in the league, although he was cheeks in coverage, right? So he's a good tackler, right? That's why he's on the roster. Missed tackle. On the punt return. So, there you go. About another 10 yards there. Gained on special teams. Guys, that right there is how you go down 24 to 3 and not even a quarter of a half. Right? And it's tough, man. It's tough. Again, I don't I don't, I don't, want to be overly negative, but also I don't want to be that podcaster that just highlights the positives. Right? If you see it, you got to say it. Um a lot of people caught strays. Even in my video, a lot of people caught strays, right? But it is what it is. Um, you see it, you got to say it. And 
the offense, in my opinion, is the reason that that this game ended the way it did. You know, it is what it is. So now we can bury the tape, burn the tape, bury the ball, and move the freak on to Vegas, right? Because that was tough to watch, man. That was tough to watch. I just want to give a shout-out to everybody in the chat real quick. We got United Bates. We got Adam. We got Dakota, Mark, Paul Robertson. Um, let's see who else we got in here. Dilo in the house. Appreciate you, man. Red Mo in here. All right, Red Mo. Good to see you, buddy. Uh, let's see. Like I said, Dakota. Um, I believe that's everybody. Oh, we got Milltown, Milltown Corey in the house. All right. Appreciate you, man. Just want to give everybody a shout out. Perfect Dark. I believe that's it. At least in the chat there. Yeah, United Bates hanging out. All right, cool. Um, all right, let's see here. I don't know what you're laughing about, Dakota. He said, LOL, Clayton didn't even know. Um, let's see if I can scroll back and figure out what y'all are talking about. We'll wrap this thing up. We're way over time here. Um, Milltown Corey, Mark Murphy said, cut that stream now. <laughs> oh, man. Let's see here. Oh, I guess we disappeared for a minute. That must have been what it was. Yeah, I didn't know. You're right. If that's what y'all are talking about, the stream got cut. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't me. I was over here talking to myself, but anyway, I want to say uh, thanks to uh, to everybody who hung out. Let's see, Dakota's got a question, I believe here. Yeah, Dakota said, "Are are they mad that Clayton quote Mister Positivity forgot his last name is actively criticizing the team?" Yeah, man, it's funny how you get called a homer. Now, what's what will happen, Dakota? And I am a homer. First of all, I wear that with pride. I'll be the first to tell you. If you're looking for someone to just be objective for no reason on this podcast, it ain't going to happen. I'm always going to try to find the positive in this team, right? But it's funny because um, when I go back, um, when I go back and watch the tape and I criticize, I'm a hater, right? And I don't know what I'm talking about. When I say glowing things, the other half of the crowd tells me that I'm just a, uh, you know, sunshine and rainbows podcaster. So uh, it goes with the territory. Again, people can have the, uh, people can have, you know, whatever opinion they'd like to have. I'm going to call it like I see it. And, uh, you know, I'll be honest, man. Breaking breaking down just that quarter like we did makes me sick in my stomach. Like there's, it's hard to look forward and go. Okay, we got a lot to look forward to here. When you watch that, Ryan talked about on his podcast. Sometimes people say, you know, that hey, look, it's uh, it's just a bad game. You got to move on. There's nothing to gain from it. There's no positive to gain from it. Um, I think in some cases that's true. I never want to look at it that way because there's always something to, to, to learn out of every situation, in my opinion. Most of the time, the negative situations are where you learn the most. But, uh, man, if there was ever one that I would agree with Ryan on, this is probably it. It was tough. It was tough to watch. Um, let's see here. Red Mo said, Jordan probably said Jordan had a bad game too watching the film. I want him to succeed, but tape is tape. Uh, yeah, I completely uh, – Completely agree. Perfect Dark said someone <laughs> – that's hilarious, dude. He said someone that loves J-Lo reporting the crap out of this stream, LOL. That's hilarious. Yeah, so we're not doing anything illegal, though. I promise you that because we uh, everybody has rights to share NFL footage. It just can't be monetized, that's all. So, um, yeah, that's it. Milltown Corey, please keep being a, quote, hater, Clayton. Uh, we all like the truth. Some fans are just sheep listening to ESPN and FS1. Yeah. Man, I tell you, those uh, they're definitely geared toward a certain approach in getting likes, clicks, and and not even likes, but uh, clicks and uh, what do you call it, interaction, right? It's it's bad about that. Um, 
never want to be that kind of show for sure. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We uh, we went way over. I'm battling some kind of stomach bug. You could probably hear it in my voice. I'm surprised we got through. Um, yeah, if you guys had known that going in and you seen the stream cut, you probably thought, "Crap, he uh he had he had to bail." But uh, we made it through. And I'm, like I said, I'm probably a little extra nauseous just from what we've seen on tape. But thank you guys for hanging out with us. Hopefully we learned something, right, and kind of see that there's going to be people blaming Jordan Love. There's going to be people blaming Joe Barry. There's going to be people blaming Darnell Savage. There's going to be people blaming the offensive line and, and Coach Buckus and Josh Myers and Royce Newman. There are going to be people, uh, you know, blaming Aaron Jones for not playing more snaps, uh, blaming Matt LaFleur for not getting him more involved. The answer to all of that and the proper blame is just say, yes, I agree. Everyone is at blame, right? Everyone is at fault in this game. It's tough. It's tough. So I appreciate you guys for the well wishes. Really do, man. We're going to try to get back in here at 8 p.m. I'm sorry, 7 p.m. Central and do Packers Total Access Live. The plan is for me and Tim to to go live. And uh, if Jacob's available, he'll hop on. He's got some uh, some other stuff, uh, some other plans, I should say. But I got to be real, if this gets any worse with the way I'm feeling right now, we're probably not going to make it. But you guys, we've got it scheduled. If we don't go live at 7 p.m. Central, just know and help spread the word, hey, man, he was battling a little little bug, and uh, it is what it is. So, uh, yeah, Red Mo, you got it, buddy. There's uh, there's only so many fingers to point with. <laughs> you got that, right? <laughs> and, hey, I'll tell you another one. Blame the fans too, right? You guys seen all that blue in the stadium. You know, we're to blame too. It is what it is. It's a bad week. We'll rebound, though, man. Packers are the greatest uh, franchise in sports history, and we're going to be here every week. Good or bad, we're going to be breaking it down. So appreciate you guys hanging out with us. I know there's NFL football going on. The fact that there were so many people in here watching along with us, uh, we don't take it lightly. We appreciate you uh, guys making us a part of your day. And for those of you listening on the pod, hopefully this helped. Hopefully we articulated it enough. Hopefully there wasn't enough or wasn't too many silent moments where I was trying not to puke on my keyboard, but also uh, trying not to – throw something at the screen as well for how bad the team played, <laughs> but oh, we got through it. Uh, like I said, hopefully you guys come out with uh, uh, with something as far as uh, a little bit better understanding as to why or how we went down 24 to three. And I think we would all agree that 24 to three is the reason the Packers lost. Right. I like the fight they showed in the second half. That's a plus, but it's one of the few pluses we had on the day. But again, we'll plan on being back at 7 PM central time tonight for uh, news and updates, uh, everything with your green Bay Packers on Packers Total Access Live. For those of you listening on the pod, thank you for making us a part of your day. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world. And go Pack Go. The power sweep. Actually, it's the, it's the lead play in our, in our offense. Right by the field inside. If the YN has the linebacker taken out, he cuts inside. If the YN has the linebacker in, he comes all the way around. If you look at this play, we'll be trying to get him to seal here and a seal here and try to run this play in the alley.